guys how's it going i'm lisa and i'm eric and welcome back to the music matters media podcast and before we begin since this is the last weekend of february i'd just like to give a special shout out to black history month and to all of black performers out there specifically to the blues the jazz hip-hop communities you guys are all awesome so hardworking, and have given us decades of just timeless beautiful music that has inspired so many generations of people to pick up an instrument and to just get out there and create and there's also a special shout out to the women in rock music this month also celebrates the she rocks movement so keep on rocking ladies nice eric that was beautiful thank you you have such a way with words man (laughs) i love it thanks so i've been told (laughs) <laughs> I love the praise that you're giving to to people. It's great. All right, so to start us off, tonight we're going to be talking about five bands that we fell in love with in high school and stayed relevant to us throughout the years, and five bands that we got into initially, but, but then... But we grew out of them. Yes, just fell off. Yes. So I think, Eric, that we should start with the bad because we should end with a good note yeah i feel like we should end with a good note <laughs> yeah I, I feel like it would kind of suck would be like yeah and this shit sucks so yes. goodbye and just so. a little disclaimer <laughs> we don't hate these bands you know these are just bands that you know we kind of grew out of or just you know really didn't have an interest in anymore after high school but it doesn't mean we hate them no we do not hate any of these bands that we're about to to speak about and it's important that we say that because we know that there are people out there that are going to be diehard fans of these bands and these artists and we don't want people to get the wrong idea so don't come to us with torches and pitchforks (laughs) about what we're (laughs) about the artists and the people about what we're gonna say yes after all just know that at one time we too did appreciate their music yes absolutely and after all this podcast is called music matters so tell them eric tell them (laughs) we're not gonna (laughs) judge anyone or trash on anybody's musical tastes because there's something for everyone out there and we think that's a beautiful thing and we promote that there's something out there for everybody we promote people listening to new things trying things out and uh, we're not trying to spread any animosity out there. Absolutely. So without further ado, here are five bands that we initially liked, but then just grew out of. All right, Eric, I feel like we should go back and forth. So you can do one and then I'll do one. Okay. And we'll take it from there. Okay. So the first band that I initially started out liking, but then just kind of grew out of is Shadows Fall. And they are a thrash metal heavy metal band that uh were big at the time when i was in high school uh i really started out liking them just because back then that was you know my uh, no holds barred discovery phase you know i had just found out about a bunch of awesome bands and that was just the time when i was hungry for a lot of different sounds you know so naturally i was trying to discover a bunch of different bands and see what they were about just to see what i liked what stuck Right. And one of these bands was Shadows Fall. I really liked their sound. I really liked their singer. But um, there, there's real, there's no real solid reason why I fell out with them. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, you know, as I got older and the more I discovered other things, they uh, just kind of became a footnote to me. Not because I, you know, didn't like them or anything, but, you know, 
Uh, I developed interest in other bands, bands that... What did you like about them back in the day? I liked their their vocalist was one of the main things I really liked. You know, even though they were, uh, you know, thrash metal mixed in with regular metal, I really liked the sound, I liked the singing style. wasn't too aggressive, but it wasn't, you know, uh, too melodic. Mm-hmm. It was kind of in the middle. Okay. But I also just really loved overall the composition of their songs. I just thought it was good. You know, I thought it was really cool. But, uh, you know. Did it become apparent to you that you were fading out with the band? Or you kind of had to look back on it now and be like, oh, yeah, yeah that band, actually, I forgot about like, them. Like, over the years, like, they popped into my into my head. Like, you know, I, I would remember them from time to time. But it would never be enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm going to you know, go buy their music or redownload it again. Right. You never had the urge to be yeah, like, I yeah. wonder what they're up to now. Exactly. But gotcha. yes, I, I do admit that, you know, in preparing for this podcast, I really had to think about what bands I stopped listening to. Cause that's not something you really keep at the forefront of your mind, you know? Of course. I mean, they, you forget them for a reason, I guess, or you, they fade out for a reason. Exactly. And then and you kind of have to be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And sometimes even if there's not a reason, you know, you kind of question it and you're like, well, why did that happen? You know? Right. Definitely. You're going to laugh about my pick. <laughs> you're going to laugh I, about some of mine. Cause too. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you already know what, with where this one is going to head. Oh man. <laughs> actually, actually, before I say it, can you guess it? Uh, <laughs> sure. Let's see how well you know me. Little Wayne. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You un- unfortunately, and I'm, out, I'm sorry out, this happened, but out the gate, out y- the gate, you got a lot of flack in school for for liking Little Wayne. Oh, I don't. Un- I yeah. you know I didn't understand why at that point because he was he was huge. You know exactly. I didn't understand what stigma he but could have had. Admittedly, I think that's why I liked him. I think it was just all about ah, that. That's my reason behind it. It was all about the time period. Mm, so between okay. like 2008 to 2010. Yeah. To yeah. me, at least, that was mm-hmm. him in his prime. Yeah. And looking back on that, I think that's probably why I like Shadows Fall. Because, of, uh, you know, a friend of mine I used to hang out with at lunch, you know, he always mentioned them. He's like, check out Shadows Fall. They're really good. Mm-hmm. All that. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll do that. And that's why I initially liked them. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of uh, bands on my list, actually, it's just about the timing and mm-hmm. when they were yeah. at their peak, in my opinion, at least versus you know now what what they're up to and what they're doing now so that that's uh, the reason behind a lot of these picks is to me at least a lot of them aren't as relevant yeah um but uh so yeah little wayne (laughs) go ahead eric tell tell them about high school yes everybody just picked on you for some reason like they laugh about it and i even remember this one kid was like you're seriously mad about that and you're like yeah (laughs) You know, and I, I defended your music taste. You did. You because did. I was like, come on, leave her alone, you know? Eric was a true friend from the star people. <laughs> All right? He's had my back since day one. No, yeah, because I've, I've been, you know, ridiculed for some of the stuff I like. Because, you know, unfortunately you have those people who, you know, just can't let, you know, bygones be bygones. They have to criticize you. Right, it's their way or the taste, highway. So. Exactly. Yep. And th- that's what I want to promote on this podcast, especially like, don't be ashamed of what you like. If you like something, you like it, you know, it's not everything is for everybody. And it shouldn't have to be like, it shouldn't have to be any specific way of, oh, that's bad. This is good. Like, no, exactly. you don't, you, you don't get to determine exactly the end all be all of somebody's music. Exactly. Taste. Whether you like EDM, metal, gospel, you know, it's all welcome. Even if here. you like Lil Wayne in 2009. We'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you that, forgave yourself. Cause, so. Exactly, because that's me. <laughs> all right, put me on that list. I was obsessed. I had posters. I had a dog tag. I had all of his um, albums. I was so obsessed. I even saw him in 2011 at a Bamboozle. It was, the festival was called Bamboozle, mm-hmm. and it was in New Jersey. And he was the headliner for the last day of the festival. So the wow, festival was okay. three days. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we ended up going to a motel, staying for the weekend, cool. and then catching different sets e- each day. Right. And I remember being so stoked because they had a lot of you know popular bands at the time. Like They had Mayday Parade, yeah, and they had... Uh-huh. 
um, plain white tees. They had a day to remember. They had um, newfound glory. They had a bunch of bunch mm-hmm. of different. And then I remember checking the set list, and I'm like, no way. They got Little Wayne, you know? Yeah. Um, cause ma- even, cause I, mainly it was a, it was a pop punk, right, right. like so. it was a rock alternative rock type of festival. So, so seeing th- him there must've been like, Oh my God, wow. I lost my mind though. Everybody else probably <laughs> hated it, but I lost my <laughs> mind. I was like, no freaking way. You are such a, a fan of little Wayne. If, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you're probably not. You're probably not. <laughs> you even dressed up as him for senior week. Oh, for Halloween. Halloween. Okay. Yes. For Halloween one year. I dressed up as Little Wayne, like I got a big baggy hoodie and chains, and I did uh, that gum wrapper thing where you take the <laughs> the, the foil from the gum wrapper, yeah, yeah. and then you put the you put the foil over your teeth to make fake grills, yeah, yeah. and then I had somebody draw on me with uh, eyeliner, um, his tattoos, his like his face <laughs> tattoos and stuff like that. I gotta, oh say, I gotta say, you you pulled that off very Dedication. well. Dedication. You pulled that Dedication. off very well. You've always been good with costumes, but that's definitely. I appreciate that, Eric. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was dedication. That was back in, I want to say, 2010 when I did that wow. Halloween. Yeah, that's right. That's if right. not, then it was 09, but I think it was 2010. But yeah, I was I was super, super dedicated to Lil Wayne. Even, even, fun fact, my friends at the time, my high school friends, baked me a cake, a Lil Wayne cake. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a chocolate cake, <laughs> and uh, it was his face. And then they used Twizzlers as uh, oh wow cool. as his hair for the, the for the dreads yeah, and it, I was just like this is amazing and I didn't even ask them to do it they're like well you just you you dressed as Lil Wayne for Halloween and we know you love him so much so here we bait you this cake that's I was so like, cool oh my god life is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so then what was it that uh, just oh, did wait. away with that so so um. He was the main uh, headline act for Sunday, which was the last day. So it was the very last show of that weekend of that festival. Mm. And I'll never forget it because I, I was like freaking out. Was, that, was, that was the first time I saw him in concert. And I just remember being like, this was the perfect ending to, you know, this weekend. Because uh, it was a big deal at the time. I think I was 17 maybe 18 max, but I think I was 17 at the time. Mm, so okay. it was the first time that I've ever been like out in New York for a concert or a festival, oh, or, I see. you okay. know, and, and alone too, you know, where I was just yeah, like, it yeah. was just me and my friends, like no mm-hmm. parents involved and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so yeah, that definitely it was a, is big a big deal. deal. It was a big deal. But to answer your question of, of why things faded out, I think it was just the hype, you know, like I said, mm, between I 2008 and 2010, to me at least, that was Lil Wayne in his prime. That's when yeah. he was coming out with all of his hit singles. That's when he was just on top of the world. And then over time, it just kind of, you know, faded out less and let, like right. the hype like got the, less. The less involved less. he got, right. the less you cared. To the point where also the quality of music. Now, I never said Lil Wayne is like Mozart <laughs> or anything, <laughs> you know, but I will say that in my opinion, the quality of music began to continue to decline as far like mm, he got okay. more lazy with his delivery and the lyrics and um mm, okay production and things like that so then it was a combination of the hype dying down versus the quality of music that was coming out right to the point where i just started caring less and less and less to the point where i'm just like you know what i kind of grew out of that phase i'm not really i can't really gel with this anymore right you know yeah oh yeah that's very understandable so that was that. But yeah, Eric was, was there for that phase of my life. He lived through it, people. <laughs> <laughs> and I lived through it too, and, and now I'm on the other side. So there's hope out there for everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But still to this day, all right? Still to this day, if there's a Lil Wayne song from that time period that's playing at a party, and I'm at that party, you bet your ass off I will say and rap every single word. <laughs> every single word. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, my second band that I uh, that I just grew out of would be Smash Mouth, actually. Ooh. Hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go like, play. I'll listen to the occasional song nowadays, but I can remember a time. And this was, like, right when I was starting to buy my first CDs. Eric, only shooting stars break the mold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I had to. I had to. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, I was just starting to get into physical media back then. And, you know, I was young. I, like I said, I was still discovering everything. And Smash Mouth was one of those bands that I was into prior to truly discovering, like, you know, rock, hip-hop, all that. Right, right. So I bought, you know, one of their greatest hits compilations, and I listened to that all the time, loved it. And, you know, I didn't think they were the greatest thing in the world, but because I was still developing musically, you know, I, I wasn't aware that there was this whole other world of music out there waiting for me either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously back then I thought that was just really cool and I was really into that and all that. But, you know, when I found out about, you know, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Metallica and countless other bands that I was getting into all at the same time, you know, they were just, they had no room anymore, you know? Right. It was just, All right, serious question, serious question. You're not into Smash Mouth anymore, but are you into Shrek? Yes. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> yes, I am. Good. Now, I mean, I'll listen to the occasional song. Like, some songs definitely did stick, but I'm not, you know, like... You're not a diehard Smash Mouth fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as nearly as into them as I was back then. Okay, that's fair enough, though. And I feel like exactly what we were discussing before, that was also very much a time period. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when Shrek came out. Like, all jokes mm-hmm. aside, I'm being yeah. so serious. When Shrek yeah. came out and, you know, but yes, the I, promotions I, for Just that. like you with Lil Wayne, there are songs that I'm, in my head are classics. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll always be a part of me and just a part of the culture in general. You know? I, f- I feel like that with every single um, band on this list. Yeah, me too. Because... Like there, there are just mainstays, you know? Right. Like, songs that... You just can't help but sing along to. And songs that also transport you into like that time, you know? Yeah, like, you know, who doesn't like All Star? Yeah, there there may be memes about it now, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, all right? There may be memes about it, but you know damn well that you know every single word to that song. And you're lying if you say you don't. Exactly. Or you're just like two years old. (laughs) I mean, come on. All Star really does have a good message. Come on. For real. Um, All right, so what's your second band? Okay, my second band. You're going to be surprised by this a little bit, I think. But it's Forever the Sickest Kids. Wow, yeah. I, I remember you bringing them up a couple times in high school. Yeah. You I was very into them. I was very into them at the time. The album that got me into them was um, Underdog Alma Matter. And mm-hmm. that came out in 2008. Okay. And that album, I will say, is still very near and dear to my heart. Because, you know, just for nostalgia purposes. Right, right, yeah. But, um... And even even their self titled, which came out in two thousand eleven, I thought that was pretty decent. Um, not as good as their debut, because you know that's just that's what got me into them, and right, and right. you know that, that's ingrained up there. Right, but I thought it was still a decent follow follow up, you know. But um, over time, they just kind of I don't know, like the lyrics and stuff like that just didn't hit me anymore and i couldn't i started relating less and less Mm, to that kind of i don't know just like the lyrics and the delivery and stuff like that is kind of it it had its time i feel it had its time uh and uh i feel like they didn't really progress as well as other bands unfortunately sophomore albums are like your bravery test right it was actually their last album that they released in 2013 it's called jack Mm, and um it's basically an abbreviation of the first letter of each of the band members names oh okay and um that's when i completely fell off with them because i was Mm. just like i just can't listen to this anymore it's just not the same it's not hitting me like maybe this will speak to somebody else um in their teenage years but where i'm at in my life it's just it's not relatable yeah it's not relatable exactly so that's ended that's what uh ended up happening with me but i saw forever the sickest kids so many times while they were uh, i don't even know i don't think that they're still together they might be on a high i think they've been on a hiatus after 2013 i haven't heard anything of them or from them since then Mm -hmm. um but i don't know if they like officially broke up or or what they're calling it but um i i do hope that they uh, try to, you know, if they end up doing music again, try to put something out. Because I, I would give it a chance. I really would. I would go and back to, and listen to, to it. Just to see how, like, what they've done, how they've progressed. Right. Because I believe all it takes is just one good album, and right. then you can change people's minds. You right. Know? 
I mean, that's, I kind of feel like that's the case with all these bands. Like, even though I may not relate to them anymore, I'm always curious about how they're doing. Right. But, you know, like, sometimes I'll go and see what they're doing, but not curious enough where I'll be like, okay, you're a mainstay in my uh, playlist again, you know? I will give them this, though. They are a great live show because, like I said, um, I've seen them multiple times, and they even came to my college one time to do a private show. And uh, that was a, a really nice treat. And I got to meet all the guys one-on-one and take a picture with them, you know, nice. individually. Yeah, and they were super uh, relatable, nice guys as people. So That's cool. Like That's I said, awesome. I, I'm still holding out hope for them. If they ever come back with new music, I would give it a listen just because they, they were so near and dear to my heart during high school mm-hmm. years that I'm like, you know what? You never know. Never yeah. say never, right? Yeah, exactly. So what about you? What's your third pick? <laughs> this is uh, a little embarrassing, just, you know, because of uh, the kind of music I listen to now. But I will admit that it was a it was a pretty not a big part of me, but it was still significant enough. Uh, this isn't a band. This is just a solo artist. OK. Jesse McCartney. <gasps> oh, my God, Eric. Jesse freaking McCartney. Yes. So was, much yes. I was into him for a <laughs> so while. So much yes. Beautiful Soul on repeat. Yes. That entire <laughs> album. I have that still. Yes. Like somewhere. But uh, yeah, I bought that album when it had I more love, or less just come out. I love, love, love that song. I love that song and I loved other songs on there. Yeah. I, I actually think that that is a very good album still. Like right. I really do think that those are very good songs and I think he's a very good songwriter, a very good singer. Mm-hmm. Whatever but happened I, to him, Eric? Well... Thankfully, he got into acting, so oh, you know. Okay. So he took a, a different path. Yes, he voices for those of you who are Kingdom Hearts fans. He voices the character Roxas, oh, nice. which is awesome. And I really didn't know that. That was a fun fact. Yes, he yeah he's done that since the second game wow. in two thousand five. I believe that's when it the came out. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Shooting uh, star across the screen. And yeah, he he voices Roxas. I'm sure he's coming back for the third game which will hopefully be out soon but uh that's good for him good for him (laughs) and he also voices robin in uh young justice which is a cartoon so he's doing a lot of voice acting yes he's done voice acting and he's also done you know regular acting here and there i know he played a part of a soldier in army wives Uh which was a lifetime show never Uh never really got into that but yeah you know he's definitely kept himself busy throughout the years but tell me this if he were to drop a new album this year would you listen to it out of curiosity, yes. Right? Just Wouldn't because, you just give it a chance to be like, all right, yeah, let's, because, let's see what you know, he sounds like now. Because I was... Because uh, don't forget, forget when, when all that music was coming out, he was just a kid still, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. still he was still in the process of growing up and maturing yeah, and all he's that. he's 30 now, so you... It would be you know. a totally different standpoint in my Yeah, like I remember one time you and I went bowling and they were playing a song of his. Like you know, in the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was a collaboration or if it was just, you know, his own music. But I, I remember thinking, wow, this is really good. You know, he's, his music has aged pretty well. You know, it's uh, grown up along with him. I would totally listen to it. Yeah, I really would. So I I think he definitely could definitely still impress me. Mm -hmm. But what I mean is that, you know, if we're talking honestly, I have not listened to that album or his music in years. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same. But but, yes, but after this you know. podcast, I'm about to blast "Beautiful Soul." <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, such a jam. But I I get where you're coming from with that. There's yeah. certain things that's just like yeah, total blast from the past. That's oh, yeah, definitely one sure. of them. Definitely one of them. Uh, you know when I actually got into that album? Seventh grade. Yeah. Wow. So that was a while ago. Yeah, that's insane. I got a blast from the past pick, too, coming yeah. up, right? We the Kings. Do you nice. know who they are? I've heard of them. Check Yes Juliet. Oh, my God. Check Yes Juliet. All right. The the album, that their uh, self-titled album that mm-hmm. came out in 2007, super, super, super near and dear to my heart. Nice. Um, really, really good album. Still to this day, it holds up. I don't care what anybody says, all right? But uh, Skyway Avenue, come on, come on, people! August is over, <laughs> come on, all all again for you. I could keep going, I could keep going. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, it it's the kind of the same thing with Jesse McCartney, We the Kings. 
Um, I did listen to their follow-up album, which was Smile Kid, and that came out in 2009. It was good, not as good as uh, their self-titled, right. but it, it but it was still good. It was it was solid. It had a young Demi Lovato on it, so that was wow, cool. Wow, cool. Yeah, she was a feature, and uh, it wasn't bad. But then after that, um, completely faded out with them. Mm. I did not, you know, follow them and stay with them after that. Um, just one of those bands that, uh, like I said, nothing against them personally, but I just kind of grew out of. Yeah, no that, real reason. You just that sound, I guess. Yeah, they just kind of faded away. Right, but same thing. It's a blast from the past. If, if if one of those songs were to come on the radio, like "Check Yes, Juliet," I would lose my mind. Completely yeah, lose course. my mind. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eric? What's your fourth pick? Okay, so my fourth pick is actually Def Leppard. Oh, okay, okay. Now, the how I got into them was actually, in my opinion, like one of the coolest ways you could get into a band, which was watching their biopic mm. called uh, Hysteria, the Story of Def Leppard. Very good biopic, by the way, for anyone who's interested. Uh, you know, my mom and I were just browsing through TV channels, and then I found them just randomly, and I liked what I heard initially. You know, I thought, wow, these guys are really good. I really like their sound. And... You know, then, like, as time, like, progressed, like, I never really got into them to the point where I bought any albums or really downloaded much music. Okay. But they definitely did hold my interest initially. And, you know, as I got older, I noticed that they had a pretty large uh, gathering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more I found out about heavy metal and its subgenres, the more I found out that they were pretty crucial in that movement. Right. But, you know. Yeah, of course. I feel like everybody's heard of them at least. Yes. Regardless but, you know. of whether you listen to their music or not. But yeah. The but name. Then, but then I got, I got like, like I said, like ninth, 10th grade, I got into a bunch of documentaries as well. So I would watch a bunch of documentaries about heavy metal and the different genres throughout the years. And, you know, I, I tended to gravitate more towards other kinds of metal mm -hmm. than the kind that Def Leppard were playing. So... It wasn't really because I, like, necessarily stopped relating to their music, because it was actually a very brief period that I was into them. Right. I guess I just found something that appealed more to me, you okay. know? Okay, yeah, that's so, fair, that's fair. But I, I've always respected them, I've always respected their musicians. Their yeah, own, and what they've done for the yes, culture. They're, they've yeah. always, they're fantastic musicians, their guitar players are amazing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I've always definitely had nothing but the most respect for them. That's good. That's good. You know, I, I guess also... At least you're honest about it, you know? Yeah. And I guess if, if I'm even... If I'm being even extra honest, <laughs> they're one of those bands that I kind of feel I wish I could have gotten more into. Right. Just because, you know, they have such a huge body of work and they really are awesome. But unfortunately, it just... Uh, Never stuck. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Never stuck. All right. Well, uh, on my, my end, my fourth pick... I know I'm going to get shit for this because they have <laughs> one of those fan bases that are just, yes, you know, they, so, they really pride themselves. on. Oh that. God. Okay. So let me, <laughs> let me be careful. Let me tread lightly. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me start off by saying positive things. Right. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's always a good idea. So the band is sleeping with sirens, right? Okay. And the reason why they're so popular is many people think the lead singer, Kellen Quinn, is a total babe. So I'm just going to be honest oh, with you. Right? Okay. They look at him and they're like, oh my God, you know, one of those things. Okay. So basically like Maroon 5. Yes. Yes. Very similar. Okay. Totally different styles of music, but very yes, similar. Yes, yes. But yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's one of those <laughs> things where a lot of younger fans, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they kind of look up to them and kind of, you know, they're all about Kellen. So, yes, yes. So I got to be careful. <laughs> okay. But so I'll start off by saying good things. What I got into this band was, or when I got, I should say, was 2011. And okay. that's when they came out with their album, Let's Cheers to This. And that's when they really started um, making a name for themselves with their songs. Mm, and uh, okay. that's when, the, yeah, that's when people really started getting into them and stuff like that. I think they initially started or they formed in 2009 and then their debut was in 2010. Right. But 2011 with this record is when they started blowing up. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, If You Can't Hang is a song that I still rock out to today. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. 
Um, but yeah, so that album is is good in my opinion. I think it still holds up. I don't think it's a bad album. Right. Um, my favorite, um, uh, but it's not necessarily an album. It's an EP. My favorite thing that they've ever 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 done, just because in my opinion, I think that his voice really really suits this style of music mm-hmm. is um their ep if you were a movie this would be your soundtrack and that came out in 2012 and the reason why i love that ep so much is because it's a lot smoother soothing type of uh, music whereas this band at least in the beginning they were more of um how do i put it scream uh, experimental mm, I see. type of type of band, right? But even they did the whole Maroon Five thing because over time they started getting more and more popular. So right. it went right, it went from coming them out the gates to being like this screamo whatever type of band to being alternative rock, right? right. To being pop rock yes. to now just straight out being. Like, where's the guitars, et cetera? Where are the instruments? Yeah, yeah. You're a solo artist type of deal, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Ba- basically, the emphasis is on the front man. And exactly. He's the face of the band. All the yes. girls swoon over him, you know, even though he's he's married and happy and, you know. Not that that he's ever got stops a, anyone. He's got a kid. No, true. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But uh, that, yeah. Very good point. Good point. I'm just gonna shut up about that actually because <laughs> it's true. It really, it's so sad to say. It just doesn't even matter anymore. But uh, that's yeah, we're a, not we're not judging anyone who that, likes who other, likes the band just because he's in it. That's a whole other topic. You know, but you know, please do remember that there are other just, people in the band. Just who, be respectful to you yes, know. Yes, they without them he wouldn't have a career because they feel, all write music together. Correct, and I just feel like people overdo it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like. You still got to be respectful, you know, exactly. a lot of things just cross the line and people get really too invested in too into it. And exactly. I'm, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm super, super invested in the bands that I love and care about, but there's a difference between trying to connect with them through the music and bonding over that and like trying to find the address to his house and like stalk <laughs> the dude, you know? So yeah. I'm yeah. just saying there's a line people, there really is a line. So try <laughs> to try to think about that next time you have the urge to to track to track them down <laughs> you know that actually fun fact that actually happened to brendan yuri at panic at the disco really yeah wow his fans just went rabid and i don't know how they got his address i really don't know the details about that but they ended up getting his address and then just going to his house and thinking that that was okay that that yeah man. you know a oh herd of of people and fan thinking that that was normal and that they had the right to do that and it just blows right, my mind yeah. the poor guy um, I'm pretty sure he had to move after that. Pretty sure. So yeah, I know that was a little off topic, but yeah, that that yeah. that happens, and it's just like yeah, people don't course. know the line. They don't know how to respect people's privacy yeah, and, and their personal you, lives. They think that just because these people are producing yeah, music, that exactly. they have the right to get involved in every single aspect of their exactly. life. Exactly. You know, and, they're, they're and it's just, not fair. It's really they're, not. They're only human beings too. You know. Exactly. So anyway, getting back to Sleeping With Sirens, um, I really like their their album, Let's Cheer to This, but my favorite is their EP that they dropped. Um, if you were a movie, this would be your soundtrack. I just think it, would, it, it fit his voice better and his vocal style because he has a very, very high-pitched voice. Mm, okay. I'm not going to lie to you, Eric. When I first got into this band and when I first, first, first heard like one of their songs randomly, I thought he was a girl. Yeah, that's how high pitched his voice is, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that because it's cool that it's it's so different, yeah. you know. Yeah, of course. But I just think that the EP that would be the best track for mm-hmm. him to okay. to go on because it broke everything down. They had these acoustics and all that, you know. And I just think that everybody had a place to shine on the on yeah, the EP. I see. I see, yeah. Where it wasn't just solely focused on him. Like, you can actually hear the instruments, Mm -hmm. and you can hear, like, the backing uh, vocals and and stuff like that. So, yeah. But um, the reason why I faded out with them is because it it basically turned into a Maroon 5 thing where it became the Kellen show, and uh, and the genre of music completely changed over time, which which sometimes that really works, and then other times it, it doesn't. And for me personally, it just they really fell off. Not mm. saying that I don't like songs from each of their albums, because I do, but mm. as a whole, 
really can't right. can't get behind it. So, yeah. Okay, so the last artist that I initially was impressed by but just stopped caring about, and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. Disclaimers everywhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have a huge following. Here we go. Kiss. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason why I fell out with them, it's, it's a bunch of different things. You know, at first I really was uh, impressed by them, especially by their live show. And, you know, just by the whole package, the makeup, the live show, the pyrotechnics, everything. Because Very intriguing. Yes. I, as a kid, you know, like uh, not even teenager, just kid, I can remember watching them on screen. And I'm not going to lie, I was genuinely freaked out when I saw them the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, when you're a kid and you see four guys in, you know, black and white makeup and one of them looks like a demon you're like are these guys like death metal or something they're part of it <laughs> the movie yeah <laughs> but you know when, when you get older and you realize you know that their music is just like pure rock and roll you're like what the hell was i so afraid of right you know but um yeah like initially i was just completely taken aback by them and you know obviously that's their mission statement to impress the hell out of anyone finding out about them for the first time and it worked on me <laughs> And, um, you know, I liked their music at first and I thought it was awesome. And again, when I was just getting into that period of really finding out about all these rock bands, Kiss was one of them. And of course, I was fascinated with the whole get up and the whole musical style and everything. But, you know, sometimes like uh, I would, again, find documentaries on TV and I found one of many mm-hmm. that detailed their career and everything. And honestly, like... I was just kind of put off by uh, how badly they sold out right? Okay. in the 80s. Now, I know that that's bringing up a very old argument, but, um, you know, they, they sold out at a time when disco was the new it sound. Gotcha. Okay. So and they, they tried to jump on the bandwagon. Yes. They okay. could not have been more obvious about it. And, you know, I was just like, no. You know, I, I, I didn't like that. Of course. And then I found out that they sold out to grunge later on when Nirvana and all those bands blew so th- up. So they were just following whatever was popular during exactly. those times. Exactly. And okay. I was like, come on, you guys are better than that. You know, why why would you do that? You cl- you clearly don't need to sell out to be big. You proved that already. So why bother doing it? Right. But also, you know, from what I from what I found out, you know, their their sound was just changing in general. You know, they were coming, they were becoming more pop, like in the case with other bands you've mentioned here. And it, it just wasn't the same thing to me. Yeah, I, I, I get you with that. I totally get you. And I feel so, your pain. And unfortunately, though, you know, watching those documentaries and watching how their career went up and down, that actually kind of, um, it kind of destroyed any curiosity I had left to find out more about their music. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like... I started out listening to their music, and then when I saw the documentaries, that just kind of, you know, did it for me. And then that was I, the nail in the coffin. Yeah, then after that, I was like, I don't really want to listen to them anymore. Fair enough. Fair and enough. not just that, but, you know, this has nothing to do with them as, as musicians, because I, I do think they're fantastic musicians. I, I totally think. know where you're going with this. Go I ahead. think they're very good, but as people, yeah. Well, Gene Simmons is the one. That I I'm knew not really it. Into. I knew. I was just. I was actually waiting for you to yes. say something about Gene Simmons because yes. I was like, "Yes, I know if, Eric so well, and I know exactly. your if, your if you beliefs and am, values." Yes, if you know who I am and you know who Gene Simmons yeah. is, we do not see eye to eye yeah. on a lot of things. Yeah. However, putting that out of the equation, uh, if I'm right, speaking, just musically. Yes, if I'm speaking about them as musicians, I think they're I think they're great. And I can totally see their influence. I, I'm not blind. I know that. And it takes a big person and a professional at that to really establish, you know, the difference between the two. Because I yeah. think a lot of people. Because a mix- lot of my favorite bands are influenced by Kiss. I'm definitely not denying that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think they're. I think all a lot of people musicians. mix the personal. Yes. Shit with the music, and then sometimes that can taint the music. Yes. And now, and honestly, I- in my experience. Um, I'm not going to lie that it has happened to me a couple of times of where I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can listen to this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because it takes on a whole new meaning, yeah, take, a whole new yeah, light. Absolutely. But I totally get where you're coming from with that. 
Yeah. I really and do. And like, am I saying that I would, you know, never put on Kiss ever again? No, of course not. It's just not your first choice. Exactly. So, you know, to anyone out there who loves Kiss, because I know there are a lot of people who do, you know, please don't think I hate them. I think they're talented. I think their body of music is great. Not all of it, obviously. But I do think that those early records and even their early, their um, 80s album called Lick It Up was very good. I, I, you know, if I can pick a song that I will jam to, you know, regardless of whether I'm into them or not, it's the song called uh, All Hell's Breaking Loose. Nice. It's definitely a song that I was very into in my high school days, and I'll still go crazy for it now. Nice. But, um, yeah, that's, that's basically my uh, story with them. All right. So uh, my last pick is a throwback. It's the band Boys Like Girls. Wow. Do you remember okay. them? Yes, I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, so their self-titled album came out in 2006, and that was their peak for me. Mm, that was their okay. peak. Um, that's when they came out with The Great Escape, and that was all over the radio, and people were going nuts for it, and TV shows were using it as like part of their soundtrack and stuff like that. They were all over the place during that time. And I feel like after that, you know, after everything died down and the follow-ups after that, um, it just wasn't the same, you know? Like, I feel like the quality of the music declined over time, and it just, I don't know. It never was the same after that that time period, and I just kind of fell out with them. Mm. Um, I don't know if they stayed a band throughout all these years, or if they or if they broke up or came back or anything. Like I really haven't followed them right, since right. that time. But um, when I was thinking about this list and thinking about bands that I used to really listen to and bands that I enjoyed back in the day, definitely boys like girls. And I feel like most people who um, follow the genre of pop. Um, pop punk right why can't i speak <laughs> okay. um they would appreciate boys like girls especially during that time or, right. they, or they did appreciate them but um yeah so that's my nothing too bad to say about them i really still enjoy um some songs off that album and it was it was good for the time for the time it was good all right so now moving on to the five bands that we fell in love with and that's how it stayed yes Okay, so that's my, how it stayed. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. Yes, very true. Okay, so my uh, and these are in no particular order. And another thing I like to say is, it was hard to pick these five bands because there are bands that we just hold completely sacred. Of course, in our hearts. I didn't want to pick the obvious, yes. like so, Blink One Eighty Two, some Forty One, exactly. Flaw Boy. Like I feel like those would be the obvious yeah, choices. Yeah, for pick. me, it would be Led Zeppelin, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, all that. So you know, I really the, wanted to go back and and give some other bands some, you know, well-deserved recognition. Exactly. And put them on the list instead. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, so Go my, and these are in no particular order, my first band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah. Now, I know that, uh, you know, they're uh, usually with people, you either hate them or you love them. There's no <laughs> in-between. But um, I remember in high school, a friend of mine, you know, got me into them i'd always heard the name thrown around but i'd never listened to their music and then he played the song suck my kiss for me mm -hmm. and that did it you know i fell in love with it the minute it started and i just kept on getting more and more into them um you know the main album that i that i uh kept seeing that everybody was into was blood sugar sex magic and that album is phenomenal and they have a lot of phenomenal albums um, unfortunately, recently, their latest album, uh, I forget what it's called, the name escapes me right now, uh, didn't do so well, unfortunately. Did and you listen to it? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I heard a couple songs off of it, but I wasn't, like, blown away. Got it, okay. But, you know, just from the reception that I've, uh, that I saw, it didn't really do so well, and it's a shame. I'm not really sure why, I, I think it could be because of the departure of their previous guitar player john frusciante mm -hmm. he was there for a lot of their crucial moments he was there for blood sugar sex magic which was that album that i just mentioned um you know he's responsible for songs like well not solely responsible but you know he's featured on songs such as uh, under the bridge which a lot of people know and you know suck my kiss as well give it away you know, a lot of the really well-known ones, especially Danny California, which I'm sure you've heard. Yeah, that one I know. Yeah. 
So, you know, I think maybe it was the change in lineup and just the change in overall chemistry that absolutely resulted in a different sound. But, uh, yeah, from what I heard, their latest album wasn't all that great, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I've uh, given up hope on them at all. To me, they will always be an awesome band. And Aren't they going on tour this summer? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I remember my brother mentioning something about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you should probably go to that. Hell yeah. I mean, my mom and I love them, and I love especially their early stuff. Yeah, you should you look know, into that. I think they're coming around this summer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're, they're just one of the funkiest bands I've ever heard, and they're some of the most talented musicians I've ever heard. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if people hate them. I don't care if people think that, you know, they, they don't deserve a spot anymore. I think they're amazing, and I think they They've will They've earned their be spot, is what you're saying. Yes, and I do think that they can still make amazing music. Absolutely. Nice. Very nice. Um... I'm kicking it off with Taking Back Sunday. Very nice. Yes, Very nice. that's that's uh, there. There are no order of these picks, but that's definitely my first pick. Um, all these picks, coincidentally, uh, were from a mixed CD. Yes, that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That I, I got that. from somebody. You guys, unfortunately, don't know what that is, but. Uh... You know, oh, those we were do. the days. Those were the days. Yes. Honestly, I'm gonna bring that back. I'm just gonna start burning CDs for people and and being like, "Here's all my feelings. Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Happy that, birthday, that Merry Christmas. The, that would be the best way. Like, <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Take this mix CD. <laughs> you really want to know who I am? Okay, listen to this. Yeah, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna bring it back. Watch. Mark my words. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll be on a mission. Um, no, but all jokes aside, so I got a mix CD way back in the day in the early 2000s, and basically it was just a collective of all these bands that were in the same vein, and I was trying to get into that specific music at the time, so it was right, like right. alternative rock, pop punk, punk rock, etc., and so all these bands that I'm about to you know discuss with you guys were all in that um, CD, so they still hold true to this day so close to my heart because after all these years it takes me back to that time of when I first heard them on that CD so just wanted to throw that out there but yeah my number one is Taking Back Sunday um they were one of the first bands I got into and uh they still freaking kick so much ass like like Eric said I don't care what any of you say I'm gonna say the same thing (laughs) I don't care what any of you say because I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Taking Back Sunday, about, oh, their prime was back then, and now they're different, and they fell off, and this and that. No, I'm not trying to hear any of that, okay? Did they grow and mature, and did their music change, and lyrics, you know, were adjusted to how they are, and and, and what point they are in their lives right now? Yes, but that's good music. I mean, there has to be some type of progression, you know? To me, if there's no progression going on, you just listen to that same record then. Just go back and listen to that same record if you want that same record over and over and over again. You know, we need something new and something fresh. We don't need the same shit to be rehashed several different times. Exactly. You know, so... um, Now, there are some bands that that works perfectly well for, of course. You know, there are bands who could make the same music for years and it'll still work for them. Yeah, but it just gets so boring after a while, you know? Even with bands like that, like... Believe it or not, they still adjust to, you know, whether it's lyrically or musically, but there are differences than how yes, it was there, back there then. are ways of, I, I do believe that there are ways of making the same music, but still having it adjust to the time period. Exactly. That's exactly, you hit the nail on the head with, with what I, I mean, was trying to on, say. I mean, Motorhead and ACDC right. are some of the masters of doing that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so my favorite Taking Back Sunday albums, Tell All Your Friends. Oh my God, love that album. I even gave it to you and I was just yes, like, yes. listen to this right now. Um, where You Want to Be, Where You Want to Be. Oh my God, that was their sophomore album. So good. And Louder Now. That Those, you know, the trifecta. Taking <laughs> Back Sunday from 03 to, I think Louder Now was 06 or 07, the latest. I think yeah, it was 06. Yeah, more or less around there. Oh my God. So I still remember seeing good. the music video for Liar, It Takes Two. Yes. So that was a great good. song. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to take you to a show. I know I said that previously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I really can't wait to take you to a show. Because like I said, they're super high energy. I love their live show. And come on. And you th- know, Tidal Wave. Great. Yeah. 
Tidal Wave. Come on, that song was so solid. Yeah. So and uh, from what you've told me, you raved about that album. Yeah. So I really, really liked their most recent album that came out in, in uh, 2016. Nice, yeah. Yeah, and it it was really good. I think that everybody should give it a chance and give it a listen, even if you haven't listened to Taking Back Sunday in years. Mm-hmm. Well, now's the time to go back and and check their new album out and, and see. You know, they're not going to be how they were in 2006 and in 2003. Of course not, but it's still the same dudes making music, and Al and uh, Adam is still killing it. So, and for all. those of you who are record enthusiasts like us, if you're interested go to Hopeless Records. Oh, they always have the coolest variants of records. They really yes. do. And if you're interested in Tidal Wave, check out Hopeless Records where you'll find at least three or four different uh, variants. Mm-hmm. So what's your second pick? My second pick would be Queens of the Stone Age. They're definitely a band that I just, you know, am always fascinated with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've impressed me. My first album was Songs for the Deaf, which is one of their absolute best albums. Nice. And my second album was Lullabies to Paralyze. And that was also fantastic. And I've just fallen in love with them throughout throughout the years. Uh, last year, Villains came out blown away. I know. You were ranting and raving yes, about that. Yes, yes. Yeah. I still got to show you that album. Yeah. Uh, it was just so amazing. I love their brand of robot rock, mm-hmm. which is what they call it, which is like... I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just amazing. If you listen to it, I won't even need to explain. And yeah, they're just that band that constantly keep on pushing the envelope. Uh, unfortunately, I, you know, Josh Homme got in a little bit of a legal trouble recently. Don't agree with what he did. And I hope he's remorseful for those of you that know. But um, yeah, they're a band that I'll always love and they're a band that I'll always have high expectations for. That's and fantastic. Yeah, they're amazing. If anyone has yet to check out Villains, please do it. It's a fantastic album. And no, not just because Mark Ronson produced it. You know, it, it doesn't mean it's a pop album or that it's uptown funk. No, you know, he did yeah, a fanta- give it a chance. It's a fantastic album. Mark Ronson did an amazing job. And he really just uh, makes he, he really makes their sound so much clear, and he really brings out the groove in their sound. So give it a chance. Very nice. How about you? Uh, my second pick is Reliant K. I have <laughs> to course. talk about my of boys, course. Reliant K. I have to talk about them. All right. Since 2004 is when I got into them up till now. All right. Such a great band. Such a great band. They were the first live show I've ever been to. They were the first album I ever bought was Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I and I went during that <laughs> tour too. Yes. Yes. And then I went to the, like I said in a previous podcast, I went to the 10 year anniversary because I can't let go of the past <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still completely obsessed. I love Reliant K. They're such, they're such a good, um, live act. Number one, number two, their music is very consistent and number three, genuinely good people. You know, from everything yeah. that that I've seen and and I've followed them over the years, you know, and uh, they deserve recognition. All right, I, I feel like people kind of forgot about them after that time period. Yeah, yeah. Because they were very popular with "Be My Escape" and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, I think that people need to give Reliant K another listen and go back and check them out and and listen to their new album that just recently came out. So yeah, Reliant K. Very nice. Uh, my third band would be Foo Fighters. Ooh, nice choice. Oh nice choice. Oh my god, I mean, come on. Monkey Wrench, Everlong. Everlong. That reminds me of Rock Band. Oh my god. Just, <laughs> uh, you know, even though not every album is fantastic, you know, they have written so much good music. Dave Grohl, you are the fucking man. Nice. You know, you have been in more than a hundred bands over the years, Queens of the Stone Age included. And, you know, you just never fail to impress me, man. And this past album was, which was called The Gold and the Pavement, pretty good. Not their best, but I was still pretty impressed by still a lot of the songs. Yes. But yeah, they're, they're just that band that I will never get tired of. They're always amazing. Dave Grohl. Oh man, you are always welcome. Legend. All of Legend. my devices. I mean, come on. From freaking Nirvana to... Foo Fighters to them, Crooked Vultures. He can do no wrong. Yes, them, Crooked Vultures is a supergroup featuring Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age and John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. For anyone that 
has not checked it out, do it. It's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much more I can say. Well, uh, on that note, my third pick, we can definitely both agree on. My third pick is the matches. Nice. I think we can both agree on that. The matches, and I feel like out of these uh, five bands, they are the most underrated of of these bands because I feel like they never got... um, They're one of those bands that could have made it big, but unfortunately... They just never got the praise that they they deserve. We went to two of their concerts. We went in 2014 and we went again in 2016 for the 10-year tour of Yvonne Dahl, Killed the Locals, Mm -hmm. and then Decomposer. Both amazing shows. Amazing shows. We met the lead singer. (laughs) The first time. Yes. So, and the matches just put out such good music. Yeah. Especially Yvonne Dahl. That's one of my favorite albums. It will always be one of my favorite albums. And when I listen to that album, it's like I transport back in time to the first time that I heard it in the early 2000s. And uh, it really, it's such a cool thing to listen to that and be like, oh my God, this is what started it all. Like yeah, this was the beginning of, of, of my, me developing my music taste. So the matches, oh my God, I love them. If you've never heard of them, please, please, please go check out um, their stuff. And I really hope that I, they come back with the new music and stuff like that because I know that they're back technically they, they reformed and they're all in communication and they're all friendly with each other and they've right. done all these projects as far as the 10-year tours and releasing records, you know, and stuff like that. Of course. But um, I really hope that they come out with new music or at least consider it because I think that uh, people would really uh, like them. I really do. Awesome. So my fourth band is a band called Trivium. And Trivium is a heavy metal slash thrash metal band. I found out about them when they released this album called The Crusade. And they unfortunately got very criticized for that album because everyone thought they sounded way too much like Metallica on that album. Okay, wow. All right. And, you know, I I thought, I mean, I I could see it, but at the same time I saw what their own identity was. So I I really loved it a lot. And, you know, it kind of, you know told me that there were other bands out there that were modern that could still be just as good as the old ones. Right. So that's what really did it for me. Right. To me, they were kind of like a a mix of old and new. And ever since then, I've been uh, just really hooked on them. Like, again, in the case with the Foo Fighters, not every album is good, but what I love about them is they're very heavy, they're brutal, they're bass And for the most part, they're consistent with their music. Yeah. of course. And, you know, they've, they've just done so much since I found out about them way back when. And, yeah, I fucking love them, man. My fourth pick is Bayside. Nice. Really cool story about Bayside. I know where this is going. <laughs> um, I, can, I can't not tell this story, Eric. I think this is so cool. So I was in our local mall, and I was just hanging around, and I was with my mother, and we were shopping. And then I went into um, a Hot Topic figures that's where this would happen yes i went to a hot topic and i was just looking at the t-shirts on the wall checking out all the band merch and stuff like that and all of a sudden i look over my shoulder and i see the lead singer anthony ranieri and he's right there and i'm just like wait what like (laughs) and and the store is pretty much empty it was just me and my mom and maybe like one or two other people besides the employees right right so i did like a double take just to make sure i'm like is that him no it really you can't mistake him it's him you know he's got the bayside uh tattoo on his neck that that's him and uh so of course me being me i went up to him and i was just like hey are you anthony ranieri from bayside (laughs) (laughs) and he was just like yeah i am i was like dude I love your band. And and more importantly, what made him smile is like, I love your new album, Vacancy. It's so it's so good. And then he had this big grin on his face like, wow, you listened to my, my album. That's fantastic. I was like, do you mind if I can get a picture with you? And then he was like, yeah, sure, go for it. So I had my mom take the picture. My mom had no idea what was going on. I was like, mom, this is important. Please take this picture. And she had no idea. No idea what was going on. 
and uh and yes he was super nice to me super down to earth he was actually in i don't know if this is the truth but i'm taking it as this he was actually looking on the wall to see if his band merch was up there maybe he had a new design coming Mm -hmm. or you know i mean he was kind of scoping it out right he didn't actually buy anything but he was like looking around to see if uh there was any bayside t-shirts up right and uh so yeah he was super nice to me and uh we took the picture and then you know he ended up leaving but it's just super casual and i'm like and then by the time i got to the to the checkout and i was just like oh my god like that's so cool lead singer of bayside i'm talking to her and she's like uh really and i'm like yeah he was just in here like five minutes ago and then he's just like oh shit i didn't even know you know what i mean like <laughs> she had no idea right. what was what was going on i was like all right people get it together all right <laughs> Warp tour legend, Anthony Ranieri. All right, um, but yeah. Anyway, that story aside, super nice dude. Just wanted to to throw it out there. But really, really solid band. I've been listening to Bayside since early two thousands, um, and they just remain consistent. And he's just such a good lyricist. I love his lyrics. Um, I pretty much enjoy all their albums. There might be like one or two of them that I don't listen to as much as the others, but super, super consistent. Um, I've seen them multiple times, wh- whether they're, you know, the main or the support, but, uh, or on Warped Tour, but, um, great band, great guy, you know, as a person. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to support them. Really, really solid band. And I'm glad that I got to bump into them that day really cool that's amazing yeah so, All right, so uh, what's your my, last pick my last pick is the sword oh nice nice and i, I support this heavily yes, because <laughs> they were a band that i found out you know back in high school all these bands obviously and you know they to me they were like a second coming of black sabbath mm-hmm. i was heavily into black sabbath still am but back then absolutely because i had just found out about them as I had just found out about a bunch of other bands, and Black Sabbath was one of those bands that, you know, freaked me out, but in a good way. So then when I found out that there was a band called The Sword that kind of had that same flair as Black Sabbath, except with a modern twist, I was like, hell yeah, I'm all for this. And I found out about them through this TV show called Headbangers Ball, mm-hmm. which is a TV show that's dedicated to heavy metal videos. And I found them out... I found out about them one night when I was just browsing the channels and I just immediately was just transfixed by their sound. I thought it was heavy, but not too brutal to the point where you, you know, are turned off by it. I thought it was fantastic and I've been a diehard fan since then. They have a new album coming out this year. Very nice. It's called Used Future for anyone who's interested and is a fan of these guys. Get on it. There's a pre-order for a bunch of different formats including some very awesome limited edition uh, colored vinyl variants. So if you want them, get them now. And I should take my own advice because I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for, Eric? we got to get on that. Come on. Yeah, I've listened to the first two <laughs> singles. They're fantastic. I understand that some people have some concerns because their music is a little, a little mellower than past releases because they're in their experimental phase where they want to try different sounds. It's not just all pounding heavy metal. And I think it's amazing. I think it's a great sound. I think it's a great approach to explore. Listen, I I heavily support bands and artists that want to try new things. I believe that they should have the freedom to do so, whether we like it or not. You know, some things stick, some things don't. But, you know, at least give it a chance. Exactly. Listen, as long as they're still playing guitars, basses, and drums, and as long as it's still heavy, and it's still got that rock and roll energy to it, no reason to knock it. I think it's going to be a fantastic album, and I'm excited. And if they tour, I'm there. That's awesome, Eric. That is so awesome. All right, so my last pick is going to hit you right in the feels, all right? And everybody <laughs> okay. that everybody that's listening, it's going to hit you hard, all right? So I hope you're sitting down while you're listening to this because you're just going to get knocked off your feet, all right? It's, it's, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Yellow card. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. It, yep, oh my yep, God. take it all in. Ocean Avenue, man. Take it in. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh okay. my God. Seriously, Yellow Card, legends. Yes. Pop punk. Absolutely. Legends. Warp Tour, legends. As a band in general, legends. Can't stress that enough. I freaking love that band. 
Ocean Avenue until I die. <laughs> Dude, if you if you listen to that song, Ocean Avenue, I mean, and you cannot imagine yourself walking along a beach, palm trees, the whole thing, you know, stars out at night. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. That song just just and that whole away, album man. though i freaking love that yes, album when you got me album. that album for christmas on uh on vinyl i lost my mind I was it was like, actually for your birthday i was like this is freaking beautiful sorry for my birthday yes. you just get me so many good records all the time that it, <laughs> sometimes it blends together but yeah such a beautiful record you got me one to match the album artwork yeah, and it was, it was like a- this like orange yellow it was like a gold record but it looked like the sun right yeah it was translucent it was translucent yes oh my god yellow card i can't stress this enough how much i miss this band you know they had their final tour i think in 2016 or 2017 yes yes that was very recent yeah it was very recent um the last time i saw them was on warp tour 2016 and uh they basically packed it up as a band I know the this lead singer is going to do some solo stuff, and I know everybody else, I think, creatively are going to go off and do their own things. Right. Um, but yeah, but as that, a, al- as that a, album is just perfection. Oh, man. yeah, as a whole. And even other albums after that, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Like Lights and Sounds? Yes. Such a good album. Such a good absolutely. album. They have many, many good albums, but of course, Ocean Avenue, you know, that's just a that's, mainstay. Yes, that is their masterpiece. Yeah, so... Rest in peace, yellow card. You yeah, will be missed. Absolutely. But I will listen to you every chance I get because I'm never going to let go. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that note, um, thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. And we want your feedback. We want to know what bands have really stuck with you over the years and what bands kind of, you know, you grew out of and you were just like, eh, it doesn't really hit me as hard anymore and, you know. Absolutely. And just remember, even if you grew out of them, you know, years ago, or if you grew out of them right now, you can always go back. You know, things don't have to stay the same forever. Maybe you could have a newfound appreciation for them. You never know. 